Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Fantastic, folks. Also, CBS Sports Radio's toll free line 855 212 4227. It's sponsored by Geico. Geico has introduced the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit Geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. Great stuff from them. Great stuff from CJ Nikowski, MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. Also, uh, Rangers TV analyst. Yeah, I did host one show with him in history, and it was a fantastic show. He's great on baseball. And I, I want to get into whether or not the fans. This is a, this is a different show today because we're back, and it's a different show in the terms of there is a major, major issue that's going on in America. And so today, four hours dedicated to it. If you want to call in and get something off your chest, I'm allowed to get something off my chest. Damn it, you should be allowed to get something off your chest as well. So if you have something to get off your chest, go ahead and do so. We have other things planned too. We got baseball. I got a couple of things about football that I have to get off my chest a little bit later on. When we go through Since You've Been Gone coming up at 12.20 p.m. Eastern, I have to get to hickey about that in terms of what happened during the last two months that I wasn't able to give some sort of commentary on that I have to get off my chest coming up a little bit later on at 12.20 p.m. Eastern. So I'll get back into the baseball here in just a second. I want to go to the phones, 855-2124-CBS. I will give my strong thoughts in it again coming up at noon Eastern. But I want to get to Jim in Georgia first off. He's on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, Ted. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Jim. Go ahead. I want to thank all those vets, too, from Omaha Beach courageous thing. I don't even know if it could be done today. My point is what Colin Kaepernick does when he kneels when the flag is presented and there's a national anthem is about as big a disgrace as me being of a different religion and being invited to a church by a friend and then me standing up saying, oh, this, this is bull. There's a liar on the altar. I don't believe anything this guy says. But we're all there for the same reason. We all want salvation. We all, you know, we're worshiping the same God. It's just a little bit different than how we do it, the methods. But at the same time, anyone, there's 99% of the people in your audience right now that says, as a Catholic, I go into a house of worship with a Protestant, or if I go with a Jewish friend to a synagogue, and I have no decorum and no respect for them, 99% 99% of the people will be like, that guy's a jerk. Well, guess what Colin Kaepernick is? He's a jerk. But let me ask you this, Jim. Stay with me, okay? Because I said I'd hear yeah, you out. Sure. Even, though I, even though I disagree in a lot of ways, I'm going to hear you out here. First sure. off, I, I, when, when he first did it, I felt the same way in a lot of ways, Jim. All right? I felt the same way. 
Now, I see what goes on in America now. I think part of what's gone on here over these last couple of months or these last couple of weeks has been part of what happened back then. If I don't allow people to at least have a peaceful protest, even though I may not agree with the way they do it, then we might have problems like we're having right now. Can, can, can you meet me halfway on that, Jim? I, because, I really can't. I really okay. can't because because that flag and those men on Omaha Beach, especially the men on Omaha Beach, they gave it all to give you, me, everyone their future as an American, your rights, and you're basically spitting in their face. But, Jim, I look at it a little differently. And I know I'm not going to get you across the aisle. I, I get that. Let me just explain it from my from my point of view. I felt the same way that you did, but, again, I didn't serve. There have been plenty of people who have served who said, this is not what Colin Kaepernick's trying to do, and I don't see him stomping on it. I don't see him stomping on the flag. Uh, when I was there for the Republican National Convention in 2016, I saw people stomping on the flag, covering it with mud, uh, burning the flag. He didn't do any of those things. Now, there were things that Colin Kaepernick did that I couldn't stand and I still didn't like. I still don't like. I so don't like the pig socks. So I think that the pig... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, so basically everyone who, preserve your, everyone who preserves your rights, soldiers, police, everyone who guarantees them, you're the dog that bites the hand of the master. You don't care about them that much. Just Me whatever. Just or him. F, just F, F12. F the police. F the soldiers. Really? You know how long a country like that lasts? Not very long, my friend. History is not insured to the weak. Ever. Not for long. All right. Jim, thank you very much for the call. 855-212-4CBS. I'm not going to give get Jim across the aisle. But if, if this is the way it's gone, there have been people, folks, there have been people who felt this way for a very long time. You know, this is just now, be, I, I don't think it's probably been just now being brought to Jim's attention from what it sounds like, but this is being brought to our attention in mass for the first time for a lot of us. If I can't give you the platform, whether I disagree with it or not, and folks, that's the point of protest. I, I, I'm not supposed to agree with how you go about your business. If it's peaceful which that was a peaceful protest no matter what. That's the entire point of protest is to bring attention to a cause, is it not? So as long as it's peaceful, which Colin Kaepernick's was, if I was a little bit more opening, open and, and tried to be more understanding towards that protest back in 2016, would we be where we're at in 2020? Possibly yes, possibly not. Possibly not. And so if I'm not able to see what a protest means, yes, we're going to run into these same problems again. Because I have not had the experiences that he had. And and there are things that I still am bothered by Colin Kaepernick. I I just brought up with Jim. The pig socks I thought were incendiary. I, I thought that that was divisive. I thought that that did not do what a protest is supposed to do. I hated it. The flag for kneeling, I look back on it now. In terms of protest, and if a guy like Jim has a problem with that, you are not going to like football season this year because there's going to be plenty of people doing it. Roger Goodell has made it abundantly clear. The NFL didn't handle the situation the way they should have handled the situation back in 2016. It was divisive then. There will be changes now, and he'll have to back up those words. See, this is this is where we're at where we're different here. If we're talking about the difference between peaceful protests and rioting, which a lot of us are, If we're talking about the difference in this, 
then I look at that protest, and even though I could I could disagree with it or say, well, it makes me uncomfortable. Again, that's the point of protest. So I'm uncomfortable with what I'm being told, so I can at least try to open things up. If it were comfortable, it wouldn't be a protest. So if I'm looking at a peaceful protest now and people coming together, would I rather have what happened in 2016 or would I rather happen now? Where we got a board up broken glass, where we have looting and rioting, where we have people getting hurt, protesters and people who are paid to serve and protect, who have taken that oath. I'd much rather deal with what we quote-unquote dealt with in 2016. I would much rather have it go that way. So while I may be uncomfortable, it's also known that this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for one to speak their mind. I afford Jim the opportunity to speak his mind. Jim and I are not going to see eye to eye on this. That's the way she goes. Anson in Florida. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, so first of all, I gotta, uh, uh, I'm gotta. i right there with you. I was the same way in 2016 and have turned my, my ways around and seen it uh, in a different light now. But uh, And I'm quite aware of my white privilege and what exactly it is that unfortunately black men have to go through in this country. But what I wish what would happen is that this point would be brought up that it's not just black men that are getting harassed. And it's more of a problem with the types of people that we're employing as police officers. I've been harassed myself, not to the extent I've never felt like if I got pulled over, I was going to to lose my life. So I understand that. But it is more of a systemic problem for all police officers and their power trips that they're on that they continue to push on to people. And it, 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 it blows up and makes it even worse when we talk about race. Um, so I, I just hope that this will bring to light for the entire country that uh, we have a problem with our police force and excessive use of force um, and just their attitudes towards protecting and serving. I don't feel like that's what our police forces are doing anymore. Well, Anson, Anson, this is something I do have experience with, and thank you very much for the call. See, Anson speaks on something here. Is where, again, and I opened up the show, I don't have this, exp- I can offer an opinion, but I can't offer the experience, and so many of us want to confuse the two. We can't. I can't confuse it, because I don't have the experience of it. I've never been afraid to drive down a street, never once. I never really have. Like, I've been in certain areas of certain cities where you, you must know where you're at. I can't just go and think I'm an idiot and go into things blind, but I have to understand my where I'm at and, and all my surroundings and things like that. But I've never been truly afraid to drive down a street. There are people in America who have. But Anson brings up a point about the type of police officers that are hired. Now, this is something I do have experience with because there's been times where I've been more than willing to listen to the police officers that I know, and they have brought this up numerous times. You have a systemic problem in America where we send the same police officers into the same neighborhoods who say the same people day after day after day, year after year after year, and they start to feel the worse about each other as time goes on. Because you send the same police officer into the same area every single day, he's going to think worse about those people, and eventually he's going to loop them all in. You send the same police area, police officer into the same area, the residents of that area are going to see the same guy, they're going to feel the same way, and they will loop them all in. And then you have a problem in what? In understanding. You also have a problem with what we see on TV. There have been plenty of people who have been quitting police, officing jo- police officer jobs because they're afraid. They don't want to end up on TV. They don't necessarily know how to do their job. We take what we can and we legislate it. And I know there's plenty of people out there thinking, boo freaking who. 
But if I continue to hire underqualified police officers, or I'm forced to hire underqualified police officers because people who have been qualified in the past no longer want that job, I'm also going to have these problems. People have police officering departments, police departments have had to lower their standards over the last decade plus. They've had to lower their standards in police academies for the last decade plus because they have been at times where they feel overwhelmed, their training has not been as good, and frankly, the type of person that they have hired, and this has been admitted to me by several sergeants and captains and even a chief of police, the quality of person that they have been forced to hire over the past decade plus, 20 years, quarter of a century, has not been what it was. And I say over the last 25 years, the the systemic problem, the quote-unquote systemic problem with police and what goes on in race relations in the country, which isn't even a quote-unquote, it's a fact, that's been going on a lot further than 25 years, correctly? My goodness. So where do we find understanding? Because if I continue to dig my heels in even further, if I continue to dig my heels in even further, I'm going to understand. And it's one thing for me if a person wants to if a person wants to live alone, if they want to live you know by themselves out in the middle of nowhere, if they want to live alone in an apartment, if if they want to flip their their brains off and and not open up to people of different backgrounds. White, black, Asian, Mexican, whatever it might be, Hispanic, Latino, doesn't matter. If they want to turn their brains off, they have more than will, they're more than willing to have that right. But this even goes back to Drew Brees' comments. Drew Brees was in a locker room in 2016. And yeah, I felt the same way in 2016. A lot of weight. Oh gosh, can you can you just find a different way? Can can you can you grab a sign and march down the street? For a guy like Colin Kaepernick and plenty of people who support him, yeah, we we've, we've grabbed signs, we've marched down the street. You didn't care then. And I'm much rather have to quote-unquote deal with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee during the national anthem than any of this stuff that has been brought to our doorsteps in America over the last two weeks. I'd much rather be open-minded, first off, than have to quote-unquote deal with everything that's happened past. When I turn my mind off, when I just hope it goes away, which is something, again, I'll say again at noon, if I just hope it goes away, I'll just find myself in this problem again, will I not? 855-2124-CBS. More of you folks coming up next. And either you lied to me then or you lied to me now. Either way, you lied to me. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 12.20 p.m. Eastern since you've been gone. Hickey will be in. We'll go over it. It'll be a hell of a time. Also, 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm going to give you the dumbest guy at CBS Sports Radio. And if you know this man's history, it's going to be easy for you to agree, but it's not for the same reasons that you may think. I'm back, we're back on the weekends, and I already got the gloves off and taking swings at certain people. And coming up at 1140, that certain person's going to hear about it. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Just had C.J. Nikowski on about 40 minutes ago. Talked to him about Major League Baseball for this year. I'm not sure exactly how I would like it. I'd like them to get to about 82 games or 81 games if they possibly could. C.J. CJ definitely agrees with that. I don't know if they're able to get to it. If I can get 48 games, if I can get 50 games, whatever it be, is, is, if we can get some baseball, that's good. I, I get a little nervous about some of the conversation because baseball has looked worse and worse and worse as the days have gone on. The NHL, 
boom, they're ready to come back. They're finding ways to come back. Gary Bettman, everybody, the players, the owners, they're ready to try to find a way to come back. Now there's a 2014 postseason. If your team wasn't in before, now you're in, now you're feeling good with the exception of a few teams. Boom, things are feeling great. Basketball, it's amazing. Because unless you're in L.A., right now Milwaukee, Boston, and a handful of other cities, and I mean not even a handful, there's been a lot of people, they just wait until they get themselves a really good player, and then they move on, and hopefully they'll be able to hold that player for a while, but usually they're not able to, and and then they start to talk about how the NBA player is pampered, the NBA player has lost touch with the fan, and in some ways that's absolutely true. But they've lost They've lost connection. They've lost touch. These guys are pampered fools. And the NBA already has, most of these players have, what, 90% of their salary already. They've already collected 90% of their salary throughout this year. And they signed a deal, and away they go. They're going to Disney. They're going to play basketball with the exception of a handful of teams that aren't able to make the ninth seed any, anyway. Anyhow, they're going to be able to find a way to play basketball. Even the NBA, where we think, gosh, they're just, they, the players are ruining the league. They have too much power. For there are a lot of people who didn't think the NBA would ever find a way to come back. The NBA has been steadfast. They're ready to do it. Football, college football, the NFL, they're ready to come back. They're ready to start working. And here's Major League Baseball. The same problems that a lot of these other entities have, with the exception of college football, that's a different animal, obviously. But with a lot of the same problems that, that these entities have, they're just continuing to bicker. Historically, it's been the ugliest ugliest employee-employer relationship of the professional sports, and it's getting ugly again. Tom Ricketts, the owner of the Chicago Cubs, one of the, one of the wealthiest teams in, in Major League Baseball, at least highest value, maybe not wealthiest, but one of the highest value teams in Major League Baseball. He was crying poor earlier this week. And it starts to lead me to believe, folks, that if you were lying to me then, maybe you're not lying to me now, but you might have not been lying to me then, maybe you are lying to me now. Either way, the owners were lying to me somewhere. Because I'm not one of these guys, and I don't want to be one of these guys, who talks about if you don't take the player's side, then you've taken the owner's side. That was written so many times, even by CBS Sports people. If you don't take the player's side, you're taking the owner's side. You're taking the billionaire's side. One, I'm a baseball fan. I can be upset with either or, and I can be upset with both. Two, and you can't discri- you cannot dispute me on this one. Let's just be honest. 90% of what is good for the owners is good for the fans. Isn't it? If I put a salary cap, does it make it more likely for me to hold on to my favorite player if I'm in one of the flyover states? that claim that they are too poor to sign these players to 300-plus million-dollar contracts, 400-plus million-dollar contracts now, considering what some of these guys are going to be worth here soon? If I'm in one of the flyover states, with the exception of St. Louis, they just find a way to do things right, it seems. But New York, Boston, historically Boston, even though they're kind of going cheap lately, L.A., Chicago a little bit, but unless you're in one of those places, boy, it seems like, they just they say they don't have the money. Well, instead of being told I don't have the money, why do I have to get used to my the idea of my favorite player leaving my favorite team? I'm supposed to be a big fan. Why do I have to get used to that when other cities don't? Why can't I have a salary cap? That's that's part of what – and football is a totally different animal. I get it. But you can't say that's not why what makes football 
as incredible as it is, if Patrick Mahomes played any other sport, fans in Kansas City, they'd be terrified that Patrick Mahomes is going to leave them. They don't have to worry about that. It is the thought, and rightfully so, that Patrick Mahomes, unless something horrific happens, or he decides to be the first one to do it, even though Kirk Cousins technically did it, that you're going to continue to go through a series of franchise tags just to get yourself out of there. But it is understood that Patrick Mahomes could be the greatest to ever play the game, and Patrick Mahomes will retire a Kansas City Chief. And Chiefs fans right now are going, okay, my ring finger already has one there. I can get one for my middle finger. Then I can get one for my index finger. That's a little bit bigger. My pink. They're already counting their rings with Patrick Mahomes. Might as well. He could be one of the, be the best to ever do it. Deshaun Watson, I'm watching on TV right now. There's no fear that Deshaun Watson, if he's really, really great, is ever going to leave that football team. There is a terrifying, crippling fear for a lot of baseball fans that their favorite player is going to leave due to money, that they're going to get traded due to money because their owner tells them that they can't afford it. Or, which is worse, they've just accepted it. Which causes a worse relationship between the fan and the team. We want to blame steroids. Steroids might be part of it to some people. This is your reason. There was a time where you look at professional baseball, that player was with your team until there was no longer that way. So while I want to blame owners and say that owners are terrible and, and players are terrible and they need to come together, I have to admit, and many fans have to admit, what's what's been good for the owners historically has been good for the casual fan for quite some time. And that's in all major sports. Basketball, what's been good for the owner has been good for the fan. Now players can go they, they are they can go on their own accord. They figured out that they don't need all the money in the world, and once a guy doesn't care about having the most money, he's the most dangerous person that you can find. Because he'll make a decision based on his happiness. Money keeps you honest. If I offer you money and I offer you the best money and you take the best money, I keep you honest. Because it can come down to one simple thing. And if I can offer it to you, that means you'll do it. It brings all the situations to one spot. But if I'm talking about your happiness and you're willing to take less to go to New York, even though that's not a great example because James Dolan owns that team, you're willing to go to L.A., you're willing to go to Miami, you're willing to go to Dallas, you're willing to go to places that make you personally happier, I as a fan suffer because I don't have the luxury to be able to move out and about the country. You do. But still, I don't know if it's true. C.J. Nikowski, I asked him, could baseball fans really leave baseball over anger because of this situation? This is what C.J. Nikowski had to say. I don't. I don't. I know we, we get angry. We make threats. You know, we every four years when uh, the presidential election comes up, everyone threatens to move to Canada. And it never happens. So I would say no, probably not. Uh, I think that I understand the, that people are frustrated, especially now, because there's so much you know personal strife going on and the struggles around our country right now. But I don't buy it. We all love the game. If you're willing to tweet or talk about or call into your show and complain about how you're never going to watch baseball again, it's because you love it and, and you'll be back and we need you back. And we'd hope that everyone would come back. Yeah, they do need you back. Hear more of that, CBSSportsRadio.com. Yeah, they will need you back. I, I don't know if I believe it because there's been plenty of people they want to blame. They want to blame what they want to blame on steroids. They want to blame what they want to blame on money. If you're a fan of sports, you watch sports. What's the problem with watching sports? What's the problem with enjoying sports? Ultimately, it is just our entertainment, right? I know it means more to some people, and it's supposed to mean more, but ultimately what we do, we've talked about some big issue stuff today that, that, that really matter to people, that really do. But when it comes to professional sports, 
I mean, really what they are is a conduit for my own emotions. What they are is a conduit for my own happiness. I believe in something when it comes to my favorite football, baseball, basketball, hockey team, whatever it might be. I, I, I want that color to represent me. I want those, I, I want the, those jerseys to represent me as a, as a person who's a fan of that team or in that area. It brings us together a little bit. It can separate us at times. But that's ultimately what I want. Am I willing to leave baseball over this? Because the game itself is great. Major League Baseball and business can sully it. And while I do believe that people are angry, I think they're angry over what's going on in their personal lives. I think they're angry about what's going on in the streets. I think they're angry about a lot of other things. When things do start to straighten out for the, for the regular baseball fan, will they just completely go away from baseball? Will they just do that? Because, yeah, the number of baseball fans might have fallen over a little bit of time. But I can't see the sport just completely going away, and I cannot... While there will be certain people who say, I'm done with baseball, I'm done with Major League Baseball if they can't get a deal together, I still think even if they waited until 2021 or the after of 2021 to 2022 and they can get a long-term deal done, I just don't think they'll be gone forever. Maybe you disagree. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll continue to take your calls on, on everything else that's going on in our world. But could baseball lose you as a fan? Are they in serious jeopardy of losing you as a fan? 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, I'm going to show you, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, I love him, but I present to you the dumbest man at CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227, sponsored by GEICO. GEICO, they've introduced the GEICO Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers that last your full policy term. Go to geico.com slash giveback. For info and eligibility, that's geico.com slash giveback. Coming up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern, we have the great Colin Ward-Henninger, NBA writer for CBSSports.com as well as CBS Sports HQ. Well-educated young man. Uh, corrected me on how to say Quinnipiac University, which I always thought it was Quinnipiac with that poll, but it's, it's Quinnipiac, according to Colin. He went there, so I should believe him, right? He joins us in just over an hour, or just about an hour. 855-212-4227. Looking at the tweets, JMFree3 on Twitter. Ken, with the NBA and NHL changing their calendars, there will be other sports to watch. That's another thing that Major League Baseball has to take into consideration, too. He hits on a, he hits on a nerve. Now, I still, if you're a baseball fan, you're a baseball fan, and I think that you'll continue to watch baseball. If you're just kind of in for entertainment and you're a sports fan, you're a general sports fan, will the NBA ratings be higher in the postseason than what regular season baseball will be? more than likely. Will the NHL ratings be higher in the postseason than what the regular season baseball ratings will be? I would guess more than likely. There are a lot of sports. I've been saying NASCAR should do this for years. Get out of fall. Get out of there. That's football territory. That's college football. You're big in the southeast. Get out of college football territory. Get out of NFL football territory. Let football have its time. Now, I was against it at first, but, man, basketball starting on Christmas Day, it just makes more and more and more sense. The NHL starting around that time, it just makes more sense. I know that they're indoor sports, and so in the summertime, like, yeah, I know, July, August, you want to be outside. Well, we might see that that has an adverse effect, but I think if if, if you want to watch primetime playoffs, you're still going to watch primetime playoffs, even on indoor indoor sports. People want to see champions crowned. 
and people playing for the ultimate prize. I think JM3 here makes a ton of sense. Baseball has to watch themselves on this. Get back to that here in a little bit. Uh, folks, i got to bring up the dumbest guy in the history of CBS Sports Radio. And we've had a lot of dummies, myself included. Pierno, you're going to be able to help me on this because I've, I've heard you go on a vicious rant about this guy before. You ready for this, Pierno? All right, but just because I've crushed him in the past doesn't mean I'll crush him in Okay, this that's true. Maybe you'll defend him. Maybe you'll defend him and I'm overrating this, all right? So Sean Marash and I are friends. I consider Sean a dear friend of mine. Eraser phrase to start this off as I'm about to crush him. A dear friend? Oh, I, I consider Sean a dear friend, yes. Yes. You don't think he's a dear friend of would mine? You can, would you consider me? I would consider you a friend. Not a dear you, friend. You're my buddy. You're my friend, yeah. But why, is he a, friend, why is he a dear friend? Because he's... How much he's inter- I mean, how much interaction do you actually have with them? Mraz has been to Cleveland to visit. Mraz has been here. So because he came to Cleveland once, like, what, three years ago or two years ago? That's that's still pretty good. Your is dear it not? friends is it still not? Is that not pretty good? So uh, what what curious. needs to take place for me to say dear friend other than friend? Well, I, I mean, I would you. just I would think you would have to have some pretty consistent interaction with. I mean, on a daily basis. I do uh, text him a lot. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, that's even fun. my like my be- the best man of my wedding. I don't talk to him every day. Do I? Like, do I have to do that every day? Not is that every good? day, but I mean just weekly. Judas, yeah, I talked to I I talked to Mraz at least once a week. Some way, somehow, I talked to Mraz once a week, either on a phone call or on a text or or whatever. I talked to Mraz once a week, Telegram, whatever it might be. I talked to Mraz once a week, so I consider him a dear friend. So that's why I have no problem ripping him to shreds in this segment, calling him yes, the dumbest man at CBS Sports Radio, because we are Facebook friends, and that would obviously constitute us being dear friends. And I couldn't believe this because it was Sean and Bay Shore. First-time pool owner, long-time pool swimmer. And I see this video, and he's holding his daughter, and his daughter looks like a million bucks, and he's a proud father. They had a pool installed. And immediately I go to my phone, and I start texting him cuss words and calling him the biggest moron in history. I don't know if you'll agree with me on this. You'll probably won't, Pierno, because you don't have the experience I have with this. I've been married now going on nine years. Each one of those nine. No, no. Since we first bought a house. Five years ago. We've moved again. But since we first bought a house five years ago, Liz has tried to talk me into getting a pool. And even before we actually bought a house, because first, you know, you, you live almost a nomadic So do you think it's a money pit? Oh, it's not just a money pit. It's not just a money pit. Pierno, I wish it were only a money pit. It's so much more. It's so much more. Yeah, you got to keep the pool filled. You got the heating, the cleaning, the the maintenance expenses. The water costs $1,400. Yeah, so you're adding thousands to your annual budget, household budget. You are adding not just thousands to your annual budget. But that's not a problem with Sean. Pierno, no, because this is. I think it will be a problem with Sean. He just got Sean the new. Co- a, he just got. He just got the new contract recently. Yeah. He's congratulations doing well on all his success. Yeah. Congratulations on all his so, success. So if it's Let a money, you, if it's a money it, thing, don't don't no, be concerned about that's Sean. That's not it. That's not it. It's not just a money thing. I don't. I'm not in Sean's pockets. I don't care about what Sean spends his. I do care in this case because I'm making a big deal of it, obviously. But other than that, I really don't care what Sean spends his money on because it's not about his money. I don't care about what he's what his finances are. That's not my business. That's his. We're in America here. All right. So what's your issue then? What my issue is that 
He's talked himself into something that seems like a good idea now. He's going to hate this in years to come. And this is why, of all the things, my wife has talked me into everything. This house that I live in right now, I didn't like it. I didn't like the house because I knew that I didn't really like it, but I knew I was going to live there anyway because of Liz. The last house that we moved into, I looked at all these houses and all these communities, and Liz saw the one house and wanted to move there, and I knew it. I have budged, and I have bent, and I have bent at my wife's will on every single move in our marriage. I said one time, right, why, you would catch why, me why? dead in a minivan, and I ended up buying two minivans since. Right. Pools, I will not budge, because I can only see a future of horrific, horrific proportions, because I go on my past of horrific proportions. If you're driving around right now, or you're sitting here in your garage right now, I want to ask you a question. Go back to your childhood. Go back to your childhood, and it was either your dad or your buddy's dad. Did any one of their dads ever really swim in the pool that they owned? Did any one of their dads ever smile about having that pool? Did any one of those dads ever actually have fun around the pool that they owned? None. None of them did. They thought it was a great idea when they bought their pools because their kids were infants, and they were going to have these great moments, and they were going to have a great big pool parties and people were going to come over and everybody's going to get loaded and go swimming and it was going to be a great time and I'm going to teach my little kids they're going to be wearing the little water flippers and everything's going to be great and I'm going to teach them how to swim and it's going to be this wonderful moment and everything's going to be great and then you realize they get older and then you got to worry about the money you got to worry about the chemicals you have to worry about the safety because remember your kids are going to make friends so it's not just your kids it's everybody else's kids and God knows what type of parents they have so now you have to bring them in who knows what type of lawyers you can get involved Now you have to sit there and watch that pool like a hawk because if one of those kids ends up in trouble, God forbid if something really bad happens and they end up getting sick or they end up breaking something or hurting themselves, then you have a vicious problem on your hand. You're always, every dad I ever talked to growing up, that pool liner, that was the biggest thing over. That was the best thing that they owned. Their house, I could I could have burned down their houses. I could have set their trucks on fire. If you mess with that pool liner, they didn't care who my dad was. They were going to grab me up and whoop my ass all the way out of that pool. You got to worry about the goofball friends coming over. And then because he's the, the father of a daughter. Now, I don't have daughters. So I've always said, hey, you know, I got to marry him off to somebody. So, yeah, eventually, yeah, boys are going to come over. I guess I got to deal with that. It's easy for me to say because I don't have daughters. I have sons. Idiot boys are going to go over to Sean's house. Do you think Sean's going to do well with boyfriends coming over to the house to swim while maybe Sean's not home? You think Sean – you know Sean pretty well too, don't you, Pierno? Yeah. You think Mraz is going to do well with that? Listen, uh, I don't think so. You know, exactly. Uh, listen, Ken, uh, I would love to be able to crush Mraz. I have in the past. Wow, as you, you agree know, with him? As you, you agree know. with him. Um, and there's plenty of things to get on him about. I mean, he's uneducated, uses the same old radio shtick. But uh, in this regards, uh, I'm sorry. I think you're coming in weak uh, on this particular take. How? How is that weak? I just gave you all the truth. And in a way, you can actually say Mraz made a smart decision by putting in the pool because 
recent studies have shown owning a pool increases the value of your home by as much as 15%. Uh, you know what? I'd rather have something else that increases the value of my home. I'll do new windows or something like that. I, I don't want to deal with pools. I don't want to deal with cleaning it because dad has to clean it. Dad has to open it. Dad has to close it. Dad has to do everything for that. Dad has to make sure that everything is spick and span and ready to go for when the people come over. That is another horrific chore that dad has to take care of. Also, there, you know, Mraz is no. overweight, so Mraz could uh, afford to lose some pounds and I can't swimming provides an excellent total body workout. But, the, but that's the thing. I almost called you Hickey. Pierno, that's the thing. You got me so working to a shoot, I almost called you Hickey. Is that he's going to be busy. How many times is he going to get in that pool? He'll get into the pool now while his kid is still an infant. When that kid starts walking around, when they start squeaking around like that, you don't have time for that stuff. You're not going to be getting into the pool. You're not going to be swimming with their kids. You ain't going to be doing any of that. Again, I saw, I knew, I had to know almost a dozen people throughout my life who had pools. I knew one dad who went swimming. That was Regis Perry. That's it. I knew one father who got into his own pool. That's it. My, my wife grew up with a pool. My father-in-law doesn't go swimming. He closed it. It was one of the happiest days of his life to knock that pool off that deck and to just build that deck around and put a three seasons room on that thing. That was the best decision. That was the happiest moment of his life. I tell Liz all the time, Pierno, she always asks me for a pool, and I always say, listen, when I die of my heart attack, which will be any time now, you and your next husband can go ahead and have a pool and have all the fun in that pool that you want to. I am perfectly fine with that. But I don't just see it as a money pit. I see it oh, just altogether awful. I mean, altogether awful. You know, it also seems, not that I've been invited to any of them, but it seems like Mraz likes to throw parties at his house. And obviously, he has a social butterfly. So he has I, the block party. He's a big Exactly. Fan of that, yeah. And having a pool, yeah. that's a great way to entertain. So. Yeah, I have to side with uh, Mraz on this one. I'm sorry, Ken. But there will be certain people who want to – and remember, there's going to be certain people who want to go over and, and swim in that pool. And we're going to leave names out of this, but you know there's certain people that Mraz is certainly annoyed by who does, who he will not want to have swim in that pool, and they and their entire family are going to want to come over and swim in his pool. And what's he going to say, no? I don't think Mraz has the stones to say no. I think he's got the pills to do it, buddy. No, he doesn't. I agree with you there. Yep, yep. I, I know that he's going to win the battle. He's going to hear this, and, and, and he's going to rip me, and you're ripping me here, and maybe DA rips me. Who knows? They're going to win the battle. I'm going to win the war. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, wow. Tell you, that. you just created a whole segment for this show. You're going to make them and, happy. That's fine. In a decade from now, Mraz is going to come to me. When that daughter of his – no, it, it'll be a while. I know. But when that daughter approaches teenage years, Mraz is going to come to me and go, you were right. He'll go, Ken, you were right. I can't do a good Mraz impression. Ken, you were right, okay? I, I didn't think so at first, but you know what? You're right. Of all the bad takes that Mraz has ever had, and my God, they're countless, uh, that is the worst. Buying a pool is by far the worst. Uh, I can name a lot of things I'd rather. I'd rather do a half marathon than, than buy a pool. I'd rather do a lot of things. I'd rather try to build a bowling alley in my backyard than try to have a pool. I There's never a chance. Never I will. Never. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I hope he hears it. I hope he hears it. Because I think that he has made, if he lives in that house for a long period of time, if he lives in that house for a long time, there will come a time where he starts to hope for the day and count down the days till he can get rid of that thing. Because it's going to get older, and it's going to start to get banged up, 
and it's going to be an eyesore, and he's going to have to take care of it. Because if he doesn't take care of it, Pirino, guess what? He's not going to be able to hold the house value to his house that you were just talking about now, is he? You know, if you want, you could just buy an ugly house with an ugly. Or who's going to buy it? He has a nice house, by the way. Who's going to buy a nice house with an ugly? How how do you know that he has a nice house? I've seen his house, Pierno. I haven't been in it, but I've seen photos. He's he's taking me around on Facetime. We are friends. I am friends with. I'm friends with Mraz. I know you can't believe that, but I am. By the way, you could just text Mraz and say, "Hey, I just did a whole segment about you at the uh, 11:40 a.m. Eastern." I'm going to put him. I want to put him to the test and see whether or not he actually listens to this. Well, there's a good chance. Usually, either him, DA, or one of the people associated with that show, they're constantly listening to the other shows, waiting for something to grab on and use. So, let it be known. Let it be known, Mraz. DA, if you believe in me, if you agree with me, then tell him. Because the safety, the liner is going to be something that you obsess over more than anything in your life. That pool liner for dads, her idiot friends coming over, and eventually those idiot boys coming over. And you're going to hate every single second of it, buddy. Unless you are Michael Phelps in your own right, and I've never known you like that to be Michael Phelps in your own right, you may like it now. And I'm going to get beat up for it now, but you're going to end up knowing that I'm right. It might take 15 years. You're going to know that I'm right. I got it. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up in less than an hour, Colin Ward-Henninger is going to join us. we got the top five coming up at high noon. We'll get into that. The NFL, what what Roger Goodell did yesterday was a good thing and a good look for the NFL. It better They better not go back on their word. I hope Roger Goodell got together with all the owners, and I'm dead serious about this. I hope that Roger Goodell got together with all the owners and understood what they were getting into. Because if they go back on this now, it's going to come back on the NFL tenfold. You have all these companies. When you get companies in here, and somebody brought up a really great point, you can say you agree with it now, but now you've opened up where if people want to protest and protest peacefully, which that's what the players will do, you must allow them to do that. Because you've said publicly in your own entity that you support so if you support, you better be ready to back them up, and that includes the NFL. 855-2124-CBS. More coming up next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.